Hey guys, I want to talk to you today about uh, doing watchmaking, about uh, DIY projects and tinkering around watches when uh, 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 you're by yourself and if you have no watchmaker around you, um, what to look out for and what to really be careful of. So, without further ado, um, a lot of people, one of the biggest, biggest amount of uh, audiences uh, and followers from you guys that I get kind of are the DIY and watch enthusiasts uh, in the sense that they want to take apart their watch and they want to tinker around with it. Um, or simply you could have been just reading some of my polls, listening to the podcast, watching some of the videos, and you seriously want to start taking up watchmaking as a career or as a hobby. Um, these are all valid reasons to start watchmaking. These are all valid reasons to actually you know, do it yourself and whatnot. Um, one thing I want to start off uh, very, very important that I'll warn everybody um, is that when you start tinkering around watches, please be very, very careful to not tinker around with your important watches. Um, you know, the last thing I'd want is anyone to even tinker around with their Rolexes, tinker around with their Omegas, you know, tinker around with anything that's a high ticket value item for them. Um, for the most part, I would recommend buying a cheap watch or buying a movement uh, on eBay or picking something up at a thrift shop or a flea market and just tinkering around with that first. I don't recommend you work on anything that you will uh, value or you will lose sleep over if you mess up. That's very, very important. So that's disclaimer number one. Uh, I would really, really say that uh, you should not, should not, again, touch anything that you place of high importance. Um, if you're going to tinker out anything, be very, very sure that's going to be disposed of afterwards or be very, very sure that it's probably going to be a long project or it's probably you're probably going to be breaking parts you're probably going to be uh, scratching stuff up so last thing you'd want to do is do that on your actual own watch that you want to wear um, that's that, that's very very important uh, another thing i want to talk to you guys about is it's not wrong uh to do watchmaking by yourself it's not wrong to take up watchmaking and do it by yourself in the sense that you have no mentors, you have nobody to um, to teach you, or you know, I don't want you guys to become YouTube, you know, warriors or, or watchmaking uh, uh, keyboard warriors and whatnot. Uh, but the very, very biggest thing I want you guys to understand is that um, you're gonna be at a lack of resource. Uh, in that sense, what I'm talking about is you know, timing machines, um, demagnetizers. You're gonna have to get you know tools and screwdrivers and loops and microscopes or, or tweezers um oils and oil, oiler tips and there's many many things you guys would need to get so just understand that first things first is that you're gonna be at uh you're gonna be starting at a um uh it's it's a it's very it's it's going to be a pretty hefty bill is what i'm saying you're going to have to look at it from a standpoint of where uh are your finances uh, able to support this right now so a couple of these things are very very important for you to think about you know if you have all the disposable income in the world you can work on your rolex you don't have to care about that you can always buy a new one right um if you have all the money in the world maybe it makes sense to go to school you know um so some of these things is uh, some of these are limitations for you guys as diyers um, if you're going to get a bunch of screwdrivers and let's say you got screwdrivers, loops, tweezers, 
Um, that's bare basic necessity that you'll probably need. Maybe a movement holder to hold on to the movement. You have to pick up another movement. Um, and then from there, you can take it apart and put it back together, take it apart and put it back together. Um, the problem now becomes, uh, what about parts? Let's say you break something. Can you get additional parts for it? Can you get additional screws that you're going to lose? Uh, what about uh, oiling? You know, are you going to be using... Are you going to be picking up oil oils to lubricate the watch so you can start understanding how to oil? Um, and then you also have to factor in what about after you're done oiling, can you time your watch? Can you time, uh, can you accurately time the watch and set it in beat and, and put it into the correct specifications? You know what I'm saying? So like, these are a lot of things you're going to have to overcome. And then one other big thing is what about when you're done um, disassembling it and you want to clean it after you oiled everything because you're of course you're not going to just oil it once you know you're going to be doing it multiple multiple times so that you can get the hang of it uh, how do you go about cleaning off all the oils uh, do you get a cleaning machine you know do you get solvent H you know so some of these things you have to really really think about before you dive into it and I, and I want to address this and I think this is where the industry um, is, is, is lacks and I feel like um, this is what I kind of don't want to become in that sense. Uh, you know, I've been approached many, many times to create, uh, you know, watchmaking courses and whatnot. And that's my biggest hurdle. You know, um, uh, how do you guys accurately work on watches while having quality tools um, without breaking the bank? Right. Uh, you know, of course, we can go very lean and mean. Um, so let's, let's hypothetically say that, um, let's say bare essentials. What do you need? Okay. Uh, if you guys haven't checked out one of the blog posts I already did, how to get into watchmaking, that pretty much has almost everything there. Um, I'll probably add a couple things here today as well. So for example, uh, I would recommend you get a cheap, uh, it could be a, a, a clone, you know, at a 60, uh, 6498. Um, if you guys are sick and tired of the 6498, because almost everyone always recommends that, you can go for a 2824. Okay, go for an ETA 2824. Um, it's smaller than the ETA 6498, which is the reason why everyone recommends the 6498. Um, the ETA 6498 is a uh, is an old school uh, uh, pocket watch kind of pocket watch sized movement, it, which is very very which is pretty big, um, so that. Uh, beginner level people can <clears throat> easily understand what they're working with um, in that sense uh, if you're sick and tired of that you can go for a smaller one at a 2024 that's more of a wristwatch size and then from there i would get a movement holder for the movement that you're buying um, so you can just either get a universal big one or a small one uh, burge i would look at bergeron b-r-g <coughs> Double check the name B R G E O N Burjon. Okay, and then from there, I'll get tweezers, I'll get screwdrivers, um, preferably a screwdriver set from uh, zero uh, 0.50, uh, 0.50 to about 200. That's what, that's the range you're probably going to be you're, you're going to want in terms of size and profile tips. Okay, once you get that, you want tweezers, you want loops, you want four-time power loop, ten-time power loop. You also want to probably pick up, just that right there is more than sufficient enough if you're just going to disassemble and reassemble, disassemble, reassemble. 
um, when you want to start oiling, I would recommend getting uh, 90-10 Moebius. Um, And then I would recommend getting HP-1300, okay? And then I would recommend getting 9415. Um, for the uh, uh, that should be more than sufficient enough. Okay. Uh, afterwards, you would probably want to pick up an oil tip so that you can start uh, uh, oiling the watches with the oils. Um, any basic one is fine. Okay. From there, if you need to clean your watch, uh, I would recommend Solvent H. Uh, solvent H is uh, a, a solvent, you know, in the name, of course. Um, Unfortunately, you can't buy a small container here in America. You probably have to buy a a five-gallon one, I believe. Um, There is size and there is uh, uh, hazard uh, issues with that in terms of how you dispose of it. So I'll make sure you check with your local uh, state laws and whatnot. Solvent H, uh, I wouldn't breathe it in either. It's kind of um, a lesser version form of uh, acetone. Um, The nail polish remover, what what, uh, a lot of, you know, people use for nails and stuff like that it's a lesser form of solvent H um, I would use the solvent H I would pour into a little small glass jar and when you're cleaning the watch just put your parts in there rinse it a little bit take it out blow it okay um, and that should be sufficient enough you probably have to clean it again this is a very very DIY section of it um, I would recommend, of course, if you have proper tools, a cleaning machine and everything like that. But again, a cleaning machine can cost you $10,000. And not everyone has $10,000 to spend. So once you get the solvent age, so, so right now what you got? You got the bare basic. You got the tweezer, loops, you got screwdrivers, you got the oils, you know how to clean your watch. Great. Now your problem becomes how do you... Um, time your watch right so that's going to be a big issue uh i know a lot of people pick up the cheap timographs kind of like the the asian ones the cheap uh, clone ones kind of and sure that will work i mean you can go for that um the industry standard right now is witchy you know w-i-t-s-c-h-i maybe uh and that's expensive man witchy witchy's expensive it's uh almost everything in terms of the industry standards is expensive um, at this point, if you're a DIYer, I would probably go pick up a you know cheap tomograph. You know, if you really want to go the extra mile, maybe maybe you're seriously considering this stuff. Um, late, maybe later on down the road, you can invest in better tools. Uh, but right now, I would reckon that this is the cheapest. Believe it or not, doing it by yourself, this is the cheapest, most uh, cheapest, most direct way to figure out if this is really something you want to get into. The reason being is the last thing I'd want is for you guys to up, uh, get passionate about watchmaking just from looking at my posts and videos uh, and reading it and then getting into the field and then realize that maybe this isn't something you'd want to do after all. Um, in the grand scheme of things, a couple thousand dollars is cheap compared to you paying upwards of $200,000 for schooling. Uh, just think of it that way. Um, and of course, you can also you can also go to of course you know watchmaking courses and whatnot to see if maybe it's something you want to do. Uh, a lot of the watch enthusiasts they just want to get the hang of it. So they some people they just want to do this so that they know kind of what watchmakers go through, or they know that what um, what they can and can't do. Uh, so they know a little bit to have a little bit of a background to maybe be able to analyze uh, a quality watchmaker when they're working on their own watches. 
you know like some people just they just want enough ammunition to know what they're doing you know so if that's you then this is more than sufficient enough um and that's one of the important things i want to talk to you guys and uh, what i really wanted to get across is uh if you're gonna do it do it right and if you're if you're doing it make sure you do it on something that you're able to um you're not uh, placing a huge importance on because I wouldn't want you guys to work on a watch that um, is a customer's. I wouldn't want you guys to work on a watches that you guys value. Pick up a, you know, go ahead, go out and get a cheap one, work on that watch, call it a day. doesn't even have to be a 6498 or at a 2824. It could be a quartz watch. It could be anything. Um, and and that's just what that's just my point today that I want to get across to you guys because I, I know a lot of you guys have been messaging me about, you know, Thank you, you know, so-and-so. You guys are taking up watchmaking. You guys are buying tools. Um, and I just want to throw that out there because the last thing I'd want to do is saturate the uh, industry with um, m- more, uh, I guess, um, well, I guess, okay, for lack of a better term, right? I wouldn't want you guys to work on customer watches and flood the industry again with more uh, problems for us to take care of. So if you're going to, Tinker around watches. Remember, tinkering around watches. Um, tinker with something that's not. Uh, tinker with something that's you're you're able to dispose of quickly, and tinker with something that you know is not gonna flood the market. So you're not working on a customer's piece. You're working on your own personal piece, and you remember this is simply just to get your foot in the door. This is to see if this is something you really want to do. You don't want to be doing this forever. Uh, you can do it. You can learn it by yourself for only so long, right? Old school watchmaking back in the days, that's how everyone learned it. You know, you learned it from, you mentored. There was no schooling for that. You learned it from yourself. You you learned it from either yourself. You're either self-taught or you learned it from um, your family, okay? It, you Very, very seldom was it ever accepted outside of that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But what I'm trying to tell, tell you is if you go through schooling or if you go through apprenticing, the uh, your learning curve is significantly, significantly uh, shortened in in that sense. You know, you 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 can learn in one day what will take you maybe six months to a couple years to learn. Is what I'm trying to get at. So right now, it's great to get your foot through the door. Do it. Um, once you get more, once you get more serious with it, I would definitely go and. Um, invest into your own education so uh with that being said i believe today's a little bit longer than usual i apologize guys um if you like this format great if you know if you have any questions or if you guys want me to address certain issues i'm appreciating everything i'm receiving from you guys and i'm taking everything into account um if you guys haven't checked out the book 100 plus no bs watch tips it's on amazon i would go and check that out amazon barnes and noble um and a bunch of other retailers also carry that book um, if you guys have not checked out the website, nobswatchmaker.com, I'll check that out. Uh, I'm also pumping out more content on YouTube. Um, I just recently did one on a Rolex date dress, so if you want to take a look at that, the link will be in the show notes. Other than that, guys, I hope you have a fantastic day, and I look forward to hearing from you guys. Take care, and thanks.